0: Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell, and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business for the past 28 years. All right. So speaking of long streaks, I want to talk a little bit about one here today, and then we're going to roll that into the topic at hand. I did the Easter Beach Run this past Saturday and I wasn't planning on doing the Easter Beach Run. For those that live around here in Daytona Beach area and run and all that, they know that, uh, you know, it's not the most ideal of races for uh, reasons of tide, because it's on the beach, which is what is uh, Easter Beach Run is, and it's hot, because it's usually at a later time of day, and this one was at 11 a.m., so it was pretty hot. Not complaining. It's it's a it's a great race. It's a fun race. I'm just saying that I usually uh, I don't always plan on doing it, but this year was definitely special. Um, the, the the Friday before I was training a longtime client, Mary Hughes, who is the widow of Reed Hughes, who passed the last July, and um, she was telling me how they were all going to be there. His family, Reed's family, and they were going to wear be wearing shirts in his honor. And there was going to be like 20 of them, because for those that uh, don't know, um, Reed had actually run in 51 consecutive Easter Beach runs, 51. That's pretty impressive. As, as far as I know, that's a record, and uh, it was since its inception. They announced his uh, 51 years over the loudspeaker and all that, and uh, it was it was pretty cool, and so when Mary told me that they were going to be there, I was absolutely going to be there. Reed was a dear client and friend for many years, and uh, he always wore my Max Fit T-shirts to the races. Always, I have pictures hanging up of him at the gym with them on. He wore them a lot, from what I understand, but he always wore them to the races, and uh, that that's just pretty awesome. He always wanted to try to advertise for me, you know, and it was so cool. I love looking at the pictures of him. Um, so there was no way I was going to miss it. So we ran the Easter Beach run and kind of ran it in, in Reed's honor. And uh, it's cool. And again, so the streak is 51 years. That's, that's pretty damn impressive. And that got me thinking about today's topic or that led me to today's topic, which is about finding your sport. And finding your sport takes care of so many of the other concerns you might have with physical fitness. When I was in college and graduate school my professors Dr. Roeder and Mr. Gurgley, used to preach it all the time They they practiced what they preached and uh, they both were phenomenal athletes themselves and um, they defined athletes as basically people that just want to better the sport they choose and they always said we are all athletes and they really pushed that into us Teaching that to everybody else. We are all athletes. We don't need to make athletes out to be these super human creatures. There's no question that professional athletes are, are set above us in um, whatever they're doing. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm, you know, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that we are all athletes in our own right. And um, again, that was really pushed on us. And I believe it. And Rotor and Gurgley were phenomenal role models for me. And uh, so that and talking about Reed Hughes's streak, you know, I, I really want to talk about that, about finding your sport and not having to worry so much about the other things regarding fitness, like body weight and all that, because they kind of take care of themselves. And I know I say all the time, you know, it's diet, diet, diet when it comes to weight loss, and that's true but when you are training for something you don't want to eat like crap because you understand how the food itself dictates your training you just start to get a shift so reed was a runner and he ran he he passed in his 90s he was running in his late 80s and let me tell you he was always winning his age groups he was an athlete and Reed was lean. He had phenomenal legs. He always stayed in shape. I never saw him even a little bit overweight in all the years I know him, which was probably 30 or more years. Never saw him overweight. His widow, again, Mary, same thing. She's an athlete. She plays tennis. She still plays tennis. She loves to play tennis. She's an athlete. I've never seen her battle weight. I mean, everybody, including myself, sometimes says, oh, I need to drop a few pounds, you know. I mean, that's normal. That's just human nature. We're never going to be 100% content with ourselves. And you know what? Maybe that's not such a bad thing. But I can can pick any sport, and I just want to really get you to fall in love with a sport. Because when you do, a lot of the other things start to fall in the place for you. I don't care if it's surfing. I don't care if it's tennis. I don't care if it's running, triathlon, bodybuilding, crossfit, rowing, crew, all that good stuff. Swimming, cycling. When you pick a sport and you really strive to be your absolute best at it, which is a good thing, an absolute good thing. Competition can be very, very healthy, especially when you're competing against yourself. We can go back to the very, very, very earliest of philosophers, and they talked about having a good physical habit, making you a better, more complete person. What better way to do that than to pick a sport and attempt to master it? It's going to make you more fit just by the nature of it. So if you choose to pick 5K, 4 mile distances as a runner, a distance runner like Reed did, again, I never saw him out of shape his entire life. And I, I'm, I don't know, maybe he started training with me in his late 60s, I, you know, and I know he'd been running for decades before that. Yes, he worked out. Yes, he did weights. That's important. I'm saying it's all important, but what I'm saying is if you asked him what his sport was, and when they when they talked about it at his service and they you know talk about it at the Easter beach run, he's a runner. He was a runner. So because he's a runner, he doesn't want to eat crappy foods. It doesn't mean that athletes don't splurge here and there, it's that they've changed their whole mindset into eating for fuel and possibly rewarding here or there. But they don't want to gorge themselves because we feel like crap. They don't want to eat toxic foods because we feel like crap. It's just this big shift. Now, I myself have done many sports, my adult life, my late teen life. You know, I would say the ones that, um, you know, I was a competitive athlete at. I mean, sure, I played all the things that... um, you know, people try to play, you know, like uh, softball and kickball in those leagues. I'm not really talking about that. I, I never really uh, was that good at those kinds of things. As far as, uh, you know, bat and ball or those style sports, um, I played tennis in high school and a little bit after high school, and I was very competitive there. But then after that, I got into bodybuilding, and I was, you know, competitive bodybuilding, and... You know, even if I gained a little bit of weight, because you know, in bodybuilding you put on a little weight, you put on muscle, I never got out of shape. And and you weren't gonna see me being like a a slurpy guy, a big gulp guy, and a Doritos guy, even in the quote, off season. Because I didn't want to feel like crap. That wasn't gonna fuel my muscles. It wasn't gonna happen. Could I gain a little weight here or there? Sure. But I didn't eat like crap. And I never got out of shape. I stayed in shape from the time I lost weight as a teenager. I've always stayed in shape. I always pick a sport. And because I pick a sport, I'm typically eating well all of the time. I would say now in my 50s, I probably eat better than I ever have because I've learned more. I've learned more. I've gone more plant-based and that really works for me. I look more at ingredients. I look to make sure that like what i'm eating what does it eat <laughs> is it eating good soil or bad soil so i would say that i've actually improved my eating but i didn't eat bad before that so after bodybuilding i got more into triathlons in college and i got into writing so that i'm sorry running that was more my sport and i got competitive at it you know i won an olympic gold i'm, I'm really really kidding i am seeing if you're paying attention competitive again to me was making myself better trying to compete in my age group not because it is an olympic gold i'm very well aware it's not but what it does do is it makes me try to be better so the most important person to compete against was myself and i would and i would care i'd really want to try to be better i would be like well gosh i'm not running as good as i think i can or or whatever you know we, we can all beat ourselves up a little but the fact was i wanted to get better so i didn't eat like crap because i wanted the fuel now it's not just about eating right when we become athletic we also start to do all the other things because again we want to be better so i came from a bodybuilding background so i already had more muscle mass and and a lot of that's genetic than some of my counterparts that did triathlon and running although some of those dudes are big so You know, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to that sport, which is pretty cool. But I still didn't back away from the weight training because the weight training was going to make me a better athlete. It was going to help with my muscle imbalances. It was going to help me not get injured. It was going to help me feel good about myself. So even though I was doing a lot of swimming, a lot of running, and a lot of biking, I still lifted weights or strength training because it was good for me. Did I do it? you know, because I needed to, I I did it because I wanted to, because it's part of the game, and then I also incorporated in some flexibility and range of motion training because I wanted to be better. So look at that, because I'm doing a sport, I eat right, I strength train, and I do flexibility. I mean, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? If you find a sport, it's going to take care of a lot of the other things. And so now in my mid-50s, I try to do a little bit of both. So I do some running. I I like to do duathlon, triathlon. I still love to lift. I did some uh, master's bodybuilding a year ago. I like to do it all because it kind of all does tie in together for me. I don't do super heavy lifting like powerlifting and all that, although I have. But I I don't do that. So all the things I do kind of like complement each other. They absolutely complement each other. And I also play some tennis here, there. I, you know, I like to get back to that. I've tried golf. I absolutely suck. But hey, golf can be a great sport as well. So now that I I do all of that, you know, I really think about, man, I got to eat this because I need to recover properly. You know, I don't want to eat like crappy food and then not recover well. So I definitely make sure that I still eat well. So any sport we pick again, tennis, running, crew, cycling, golf, any of it is going to make us really try to do things better without consciously having to work so hard to do it. And a lot of people I talk to say, you know, I do this because I love it and it doesn't feel like exercising. That's great. I mean, it's a great reason, you know, you're going out and doing something. So many people go to Masters Swim and They'll put in an hour to 90 minutes of really intense swimming in the swim lanes that they wouldn't have done if they didn't have their friends there swimming beside them. I mean, when people go out on group bicycle rides, when they're training for bike races or triathlons, they're, they're meeting 10, 5, whatever, 20 people. They're going distances they wouldn't do if they weren't training for something. They're pushing themselves harder that they wouldn't push by themselves if they weren't training for something. Same goes for running when running groups get together. The Galloway group is a, is a group that um, trains for marathons and they do a technique where you run the majority of it but walk some, it's, it's a great group. They get together and they're training for something. They're, they, I don't know, 30, 40 people start out, 30, 40 people six months later are running a marathon or a half marathon and they all start out together, different levels, of course, but what I mean is there's big groups. They talk, they run, they do their thing that they probably wouldn't do nearly that much cardio. I mean, why would they if they weren't training for a goal? So you can see where training for something helps you get your exercise in, and you don't even realize you're exercising. I mean, think about it. Running is a sport, and running is cardio. I mean... So if you're training for something, you're getting in so much more cardio than you realize or you would have done if somebody just said, you need to do 30 minutes three times a week. I mean, that's great. That's not a bad plan. What I'm saying is you don't even think about it when you start training for something. You go out and play tennis, you get lost in a match, you get lost in um, you know, playing with your friends. You might be out there two or three hours. I mean, that's awesome. You, know, you go cycling and those, those group rides can be really long. I mean, you'd be out there two and a half, three hours. Again, master swim 60 to 90 minutes, depending on when you jump out of the pool. These are all ways that we train. We don't even realize we're getting our, quote, cardio in. So something to think about. I just want to encourage you to find a sport if you haven't. And if you do have a sport, think about a goal. Think about something that will push you a little further. I promise you if you do that you'll naturally start eating better because you want to feel better. You'll naturally start doing the other aspects of fitness that you might neglect because you want to be better. All right. So with that, I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They're phenomenal. Now is the best time to start selling and listing your house. And if you're looking for something, they can help you find it. So please give Jonathan and Lynn Gilden a shout. They can be reached at theguildangroup.com. Until next time, find your sport, think about it, and be max fit and BMAX max well.